Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. And I'll tell you, we just need to learn to look to him and trust him in everything. Amen. Well, don't take it for granted. I'm just saying, we, you know, there's a lot we take for granted. We need to be careful that we are always looking to the Lord. It's old. I'm old. Some of you are too. If you know it, you sing with me. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. What a wonderful truth, so sweet to trust the Lord. It's so sweet when you get to that place where you're not worried, you're not fearful, you're not anxious, you're not stressed, and you could just relax and rest and trust the Lord. There's a wonderful verse, Psalm 34 and 8. And a lot of time we, we quote the first part and, you know, and it is very powerful in and of itself. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is. How do you taste and see? Well, the rest of the verse tells you how. It says, blessed is the man who trusts the Lord. I tell you, until you really trust him, you're just not going to know how good he is. Because it's when you are trusting the Lord that you begin to experience his goodness. So much of the time, we're trying to do it ourselves. We're trying to do it our way. But what we really need to do is we need, just need to begin to trust the Lord more. And I want to tell you when you do, it's so sweet. Taste and see. Some of you like chocolate cake. It's really sweet. Some of you like cheesecake. It's really sweet. Well, I want to tell you, the goodness of the Lord, it's even sweeter than that. But you taste and see when you trust him. You know, the Lord will always bring us through every trial and every test if we'll just trust him. It's as we're willing to truly turn our life over to him and trust him that we find out how the Lord is good. I'm still finding out. Anybody else? I'm still finding out just how good the Lord is. It's a daily trusting. Your trust can be a scary thing, but it shouldn't be. I mean, to be in the place where you're really trusting the Lord, that's the safest place that you could ever be in. It's so sweet to trust him. Proverbs 16, 20 says, whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Are you happy? Whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. So many people allow stress and worry and anxiety to rob them of being happy. About 18 years ago, when I came back to pastor the church, there was a lot of transition and difficult changes were made. Some of you remember that. But anytime you have that kind of transition and that kind of change, people get upset and there were some of you who stood by during all those times and were faithful and supported in prayer. 
But there were also some who set themselves against me. And I knew that the church was in a great battle. And one of those people came to me, not as a friend, but they came to me and they said, you have no joy. And I said, you know, I am fighting every day for this church. I am fighting for this church. And I want you to know it's right to stand and fight for the church and for the kingdom and for the, for the people of God. But it's wrong to let it steal your joy. It's wrong to let it steal away your happiness in the Lord. As I would tell you, you can have both. You can do what you're supposed to do and be trusting the Lord and having peace and victory and be happy at the same time. Oh, I'm talking to some of you right now because some of you, listen, there are things in your life and you think, well, I got to do this. I got. You can do that and be happy, but you're going to have to trust the Lord through it all. Whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Did you know that children laugh 20 to 30 times as much as adults? I'm glad they laugh so much. I just think we ought to laugh a lot more. A lot of us, we're just way too grown up to enjoy life. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Yeah, you got responsibilities. See, that's what we say to that. We say, well, they're just kids. What do they know? We got responsibilities. I mean, we're the ones that have to take care of them. We got to, you know, bring home the bacon. We got, I'm telling you, we can be happy. We can enjoy life. We can get to a place where even when everything seems to be going wrong, we can still rest and have peace because we trust the Lord. You just obey God and you let him take care of the rest. Jesus said, all you who are weary and heavy laden, he said, come to me and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Listen, we're supposed to take his yoke upon us. And here's what he says. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what Jesus has for us when we really trust him. You see, it's so sweet to trust the Lord that way where all of a sudden what seems so heavy, it's light. What seems so hard now becomes easy. We find that place of rest, confidence in the Lord, trusting him. You know, we all come to the Lord. We, we all get born again this way by trusting him. There's no way that you can be good enough. You can't save yourself. No, we're saved by grace through faith. We, we have to trust him for our salvation. In fact, if you don't, we ain't, you ain't saved, right? You got to trust him for your salvation. Why is it that we get that? We can trust God with the biggest thing, but then the daily things, a lot of the time, we just have a hard time turning that over to God. He can handle it. We need to trust him more. There was a construction worker. They say he fell 110 feet and he landed in a pile of dirt and lived through it. The, his worst injury was a bruised lung. It was absolutely miraculous. But after his fall, two men were carrying him away on a stretcher and he told the guys that were carrying him, he said, hey, don't drop me. He just fell 110 feet, but he's worried about three feet. And that sounds just like us. 
He saved you. You think he can't handle what you're dealing with right now? Why are you bearing that low? Why are you stressed out? You need to trust the Lord with that instead. I want to encourage you from the word of the Lord this morning to just trust him. Because when you're really trusting, you can live worry-free, stress-free, and you can rest. I'm not talking about quitting your job and sitting on the couch and watching TV because you're trusting the Lord to be your provider. I'm not talking about, you know, that you're going to throw away your medicine because you're trusting the Lord. You'll do that unless the Lord tells you to. But I am talking about that we don't put our trust in a job. We don't put our trust in a medicine. We don't put our trust in anything or anybody except the Lord. He's the only one that is truly worthy of your complete trust. A lot of times people put their trust in other people. And it's a little complicated because certainly we're not supposed to be cynical and skeptical and, you know, think that everybody's trying to get one over on you. Oh, we, we can't live like that. But we all know that people will let you down. They're not perfect and they are limited They're not God. Has anybody learned that people will let you down? I mean, you know who lets me down the most? Me. How is it we think sometimes that we can put our trust in other people? You just need to realize that ultimately our trust always has to be in the Lord. We put our confidence in man. You, You get disillusioned. You got to keep your eyes on the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8, it says this Thus says the Lord. Who's talking? The Lord. Y'all supposed to help me. Who's talking? The Lord. Lord. Thank you. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. Who said this? The Lord. Cursed. I don't want to be cursed. You start putting your trust in people, you're cursed. Okay. And makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. See, that's what happens. People get disillusioned. They start going the wrong way because they're trusting in man instead of in the Lord. He shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see good when when it comes or see when good comes. You know, sometimes life can be going good for those around you and yet you're miserable. He shall inhabit parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited dry place you start putting your trust in other people you will find yourself in a dry place I think that especially means spiritually but when we don't really trust him with all our hearts see we're not really close to him and we end up doing things our way instead of his way we end up disobeying the Lord reminds me of another old song trust and obey verse 7 he says blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord there's the blessing it's when you trust in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. And he will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green. And it will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. See, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. What matters is that we trust the Lord. Because even in the difficult times, you know, there's a lot of shaking going on in this world right now. There's a lot of economic upheaval. And right now, more than any time since I was a small child, there is this threat of nuclear war. All kinds of things that we could be fearful about, that we have absolutely no control over, but 
when we trust the Lord, even in the difficult times, we're going to flourish. Did you know that throughout history, many times it is when there were great challenges and great problems in this world that the church flourished. The people of God flourish because God is faithful. If you'll trust him, he will always get us through. We don't have to worry about what's going on in this world. We know somebody bigger. Why don't we trust him more? Sometimes the struggle is that we trust in ourselves. And when we do, we always end up stressed and anxious And it's just epidemic in our culture right now. So many people just at the end of their rope and they try to numb that stress with all kinds of things. I think it's one of the reasons that entertainment is just captured so many people is because it's a way to escape. But however we do that, here's the thing. How much better it is to find our rest in the Lord, that we trust him. That's real. That's not numbing the stress. That's being free. And that's what we need, church. We learn to trust him that way. Not just trusting in ourselves, trusting in our own abilities, our own strength, our own wisdom. You know, sometimes we find ourselves back into a corner and we say, well, I guess we're going to have to trust God. Has it come to that? Listen, we ought to be trusting the Lord all the time. Not just when we're backed into a corner. In the good times and the bad. That we're always looking to him. We're always trusting him. Most of us, I think, really struggle with total trust. Totally depending on God. Because it's in some way we like to feel like we're in control. It just seems safer to feel like, well, it depends on me. You know, I can do it on my own. I want to tell you that that's a false sense of security. Because you can't do it all on your own. There are always variables in life that will train wreck how you thought things were going to go. But I know one He's not dismayed. He can handle what comes. He is a mighty God. And when you trust him, you're going to be all right. Oh, how we need to remember it. It's much better if we just trust him, rely upon him each and every day, in every decision, in everything we do. We're looking to the Lord and we're trusting him. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. This goes right along with it. Lean not on your own understanding. Because a lot of the time, you see, we want to figure it all out. And sometimes people even do this with their trust. You know, I'll I'll trust the Lord as long as I can kind of figure out how this is going to work. Forget it. You trust the Lord. You quit trying to reason it out with a natural mind and you trust what God said. You just put your faith and trust in him and I'll tell you, he will direct your paths. He's going to show you what you need to do, but it's got to be with all your heart. I trust him three-fourths of the way. Oh no, you're not going to know that peace. You're not going to know that rest until you trust him with all your heart. You know, you think you got your finances all in order. Your health is good. Your kids are doing good. We got this. 
And all of a sudden, life takes a turn. Somebody has a serious illness. You lose your job. You got a kid making friends with the wrong people. I'm telling you, you got to trust the Lord. You can't do it all yourself. Doesn't matter how good you think you are. Oh, I got business savvy. I know what I'm doing. I want to tell you, it can all come undone in one day. How we need to learn to trust the Lord. Our wisdom always falls short. His never does. Our knowledge is so finite. He knows everything. You know, they say in the time that we live that mankind's knowledge is just expanding exponentially. That the growth of knowledge is absolutely amazing, you know. But I want you to understand this, that it's just a speck compared to the knowledge of the Almighty, the one who knows the beginning and the end and everything in between. They talk about how much they've learned about the human body. I mean, you look at what we know today about the human body versus 100 years ago, it there's no comparison. And what will it be if the Lord tarries another hundred years from now? I want to tell you, it is nothing compared to what the Lord knows about your body. They talk about science and space and all this that they're learning. It is nothing compared to what he knows. It's nothing. Why would we put our trust anywhere else? But the one who knows all and sees all and has all the power, he is worthy of our trust. Our strength is so small and he's so powerful. You see, and it doesn't matter how smart we are, how high our IQ is, how educated we are. We have limitations. He has no limitations. Proverbs 28, 26 says, he who trusts and his own heart is a fool. I actually believe the scripture is the word of God and it is infallible. And I don't care what culture says. I don't care what the religious culture of the day says. I will not put my trust in my own heart. If you trust your own heart, Oh, just go with your heart. Just go with your heart. No, I'm going to go with God. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to trust him and do my best to obey him. I'm not just going to go with my heart. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Wow. You know, we just got to learn to trust him in in every situation. Sometimes it's a hard lesson that comes that, teaches us to trust him more. You know, the apostle Paul had lots of battles and he had to rely on the Lord every day because of the great opposition that he faced. But there was one particular time when it was just too much for him. Has it ever been just too much for you? 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 11, it says, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure. Oh, that's a heavy burden. Above strength. So we despaired even of life. This is the great man of God, the Apostle Paul. He says, we despaired even of life. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. Why? 
that we should not trust in ourselves, but in a God who raises the dead. You see, I don't care how spiritual you are, how smart you are, how tough you are. We got to learn to trust in him, not ourselves, but in the God who raises the dead, the one who can do absolutely anything. He goes on, he said, who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. You also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. See, Paul is completely trusting the Lord and he acknowledges that it is the prayers of God's people. Let me tell you how you get God's help. You pray. When you're trusting the Lord, you pray. That's how you ask for his help. That's how you let him know, I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm turning this over to you in prayer. I'm one of those people that um, I like to grab the bull by the horns. And I want to tell you, that's not really a good idea. Usually, you don't grab a bull by the horns. There's better ways. But I, I just... I'm hands-on. I'm a fix-it guy. You know, I, if something's broke, I got to fix it. You got a, a $3 toy, well, I'll, fi- I'll spend two hours trying to fix it. It happens in all kinds of areas in my life. You know, if the computer's broke, I'm so bullheaded, I'm just going to work on it, work on it till it gets fixed. And I do the same thing sometimes with relationships. Relationships broke, well, I want to try to fix it. But I want to tell you, there's a lot of things in life we just can't fix. See, we need the Lord's help. We got to learn to trust him each and every day. But we, we tend to fall back to that self-sufficiency and trying to do it our way sometimes. And we have to trust him totally. There's sometimes when a relationship goes south, nothing you can do. What do you do? You trust the Lord. Our human tendency is to rely on our own strength, our own resources. But sometimes, you see, God allows certain circumstances and things to happen in our life that bring us back to that place of total dependence upon the Lord. Do you think that this could happen in your life like it did to the Apostle Paul? It was such a desperate situation. He said, we felt the sentence of death. I mean, the Phillips paraphrase of verse 8 says this. At the time, we were completely overwhelmed. The burden was more than we could bear. In fact, we told ourselves that this was the end. You ever been there? When it looks like it's over. When it looks like it's too late, too far gone. You think it is, couldn't get any worse. Trusting. Trust him. Trust him. These things happen that we might not trust in ourselves, but in the God who raises the dead. Matthew Henry wrote, God often brings his people into great straits that they may apprehend their own insufficiency to help themselves and may be induced to place their trust and hope in his all-sufficiency. Our extremity gives, is God's opportunity God's raising the dead is proof of his almighty power. He that can do this can do anything, can do all things, and is worthy to be trusted at all times. 
The God who raises the dead. What is there that he can't do? How we should trust him each and every day. Oh, for grace to trust him more. So whatever you're facing, you rely on the Lord, trust him. We all have issues that we deal with that we need to turn over to the Lord. And some of those things we think that we can just do it ourselves. It's, it's all too often that we forget, you know, once we've moved past this great battle, this great challenge and difficulty and God got us through it. But then so often we go back to that self-sufficiency in our daily life. You know, like God, I'll let you know if I ever need you again. And this is one reason people aren't close to the Lord because we daily trust him. We're daily turning our needs over to him. We're not taking for granted, I got this. Second Corinthians 12, seven through nine. I'm gonna read this from the NIV. It actually, I think, holds closer to a, the translation than this original language, but it reads this way. To keep me from becoming conceited. This is the apostle Paul speaking. Because of these surpassing great revelations. I mean, God had showed him so many amazing things to keep him from becoming conceited, he says, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Now, a lot of people want to focus on the thorn and they want to talk about that. What was the thorn? Well, I think this, I think that. I'm going to tell you what the thorn was. That's your problem. That's, that's what your thorn is, your problem. Because I, I don't know about you, I, I don't have any thorns in my flesh today, but I got some problems. And you see, in those things... You know, we pray, we pray, listen to this. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, here's Paul speaking. Therefore, I will all the more gladly, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Jesus said, my power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul's response, I will boast about my weakness. Have you ever bragged about your weaknesses? Oh, we don't do that. We want to talk about our strengths. We want to brag about our strength. Most of the time when I brag about my strength, I, I brag about what I used to could do. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But here's what I wanted to say to you. You see, we, we like to talk about the things that we're good at. And, and even in the body of Christ and among ministers, so much of the time, there's become this focus about our strengths and our talents and our abilities. And the only thing that really matters is whether or not we have the touch of God on it. Because it doesn't matter how talented we are, how, what we can do, It's whether or not God anoints us and uses us. Paul says, I boast about my weakness. You see, we openly admit to God that we need him, that we have to put our faith and trust in him. He goes on in verse 10, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults and hardships and persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, 
then I am strong. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. Why? Because it is in your weakness that the power of Christ rests upon you. When you're weak, God will show up. You see, if you're trusting him, he'll make you strong in that very area where you are weak. Y'all got real quiet. I'm telling you. See, the problem is sometimes we think that we're strong. I got this and I got that. I'm strong in this area and I'm strong in that area. You better start trusting God in those areas or you'll find out how, how weak you are. But when we trust God every day of our life, I tell you, God's blessing is blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. Trusting him. You see, our weakness is not a problem for God's power. But our pride is a problem. Proverbs 16, 18 said, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. You see, if there's any pride in us, then we're holding back trust from God. We got to get rid of that pride, thinking that we can do it, that we can handle it. And I want to tell you something. The Lord... He's the one that said, pride goes before destruction. And he loves you. And he will try to turn you from your pride. Sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we say, why did this happen? I don't understand this, God. Maybe he is trying to bring you to a place of humility so that you will trust him instead of trusting in yourself. That's an act of the mercy of God. What weaknesses do you have? What areas are you really successful in? What area do you wish you could do better in? Are you really relying on God in those areas? Here's where it really gets tough. What about the areas where you think you're strong? We should always be dependent on the Lord. And never think of ourselves as self-sufficient because we live by faith. Such power is available to those who trust him, those who rely upon him, those who go to him in prayer. That's how we turn it over to him. We're talking about trust, but you see, that's how we trust the Lord with those problems and those burdens and the things that you know, those responsibilities, it's like, I got to do this today and I got to do that today and I'm just going to barrel off into my day and hey, I'll let you know if I get in trouble. No, we start our day asking for God's help, believing and trusting him that he's going to help us throughout the day. It's a different way to live and you live with peace and being happy instead of stressed and worried because guess what? I turned all that over to God. Oh, it's so much a better way to trust the Lord each and every day. Sometimes we just, you know, we trust the Lord as a last resort. Like the pastor, he was so busy one week, he had a funeral and he had a wedding and a lot of other things happened. And so he got in the pulpit and he said, well, I didn't have time to prepare properly this week and you know, have a real message today. So I'm just gonna have to trust the Lord. Well, what are you doing the other weeks? Because I want to tell you, I'd rather have the Sunday we didn't prepare when he's trusting God than the Sundays that he didn't need God. We need, see, no matter what we do, we need to trust God every day for his blessing on our life and in all that we do. See, being a parent, 
You need to trust God. Being a good husband, you need to trust God. Going in your workplace, you say, oh, I know how to do this. You need to trust God. Get his blessing on all that you do. And I will tell you, he always has our good in mind. I think a lot of people struggle with trusting God because they don't, they don't really they don't really understand that he wants to do you good. Taste and see the Lord is good. Romans 8, 28 says, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. See, he's always working for our good. You can trust him. One of the reasons I think we have such a hard time trusting God is, you know, we're worried about the outcome. You just need to remember who you're praying to, that he can handle it. He can take care of it. Sometimes people will say things that are real religious sounding, but it's really just kind of a a mongrel religion of the things of the world mixed in with Christianity. And they say things like, well, God helps those who help themselves. That's not in the Bible. Don't, Don't quote that like it's in the Bible. It's not. In fact, you will never find that principle in the scripture. What you will find is that God helps those who pray and God helps those who trust him. And I'm certainly not saying that we don't have to do something. There are times when we need to take action. In fact, if we truly trust him, we will obey him. But we got to get it right. Because so often we think it's all about what we do. And instead, we need to trust the Lord. In every situation, raising kids, handling your finances, your business, and certainly everything in ministry, those areas where we think we're strong, where we think I got this, especially in those areas, we need to never take that for granted, but be looking to God and trusting God. Ministers and worship leaders sometimes are so gifted and talented at what they do. I mean, some of them just have this natural ability at what they do, that even when they're backslidden and their heart is away from God, they could get up and do their thing. And a lot of times people don't even realize the difference. But I'm telling you what we need is the touch of God. Apart from him, we can do nothing. It doesn't matter how talented and gifted somebody is without the anointing of God. Nothing will happen that will change eternity. Oh, how we need to trust God every day, not just trusting in our own ability. You know, a lot of the time we think about our strengths and we, we fail to trust God. There's a story about a man in the scripture. Jesus told this story about a rich man. It was a, a rich man that, well, he was a fool. He made a lot of money. He said, I got this. I'm going to build me some bigger barns and I'm going to take it easy. But that night, it was over. There was a turn of events beyond his control. The scripture says, thou fool, this night your soul will be required of you. You see, he, he had it all together. I'm going to build bigger barns. It, man, my business is blowing and going. Not tomorrow. It's done. How much better 
to trust the Lord instead of putting our trust in ourselves. But we trust him each and every day. It's so sweet to trust him. Psalm 62 and verse 8 says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Oh, how wonderful it is to trust him. He's our refuge. So sweet to trust him. Philip Yancey said, prayer is a declaration of dependence upon God. And I believe that. You see, when we pray, we are acknowledging that we need him. We're recognizing we can't do it ourselves. And we're asking for his help. And I want to tell you something. Prayer is more important than action. People say, don't just sit there, do something. Well, I'm going to say, don't just do something. Sit there and pray first. Then you're ready to do something. Then you can obey God. Then you're ready to be successful in what God has for you. And you stay humble. And you know that it's God's blessing instead of you thinking that it's you. And that pride so quickly sneaks in. Ben Patterson is the campus chaplain at a college and he tells a story about what he pastored at church. He ruptured a disc and as an end result he was confined to six weeks in the bed and a lot of that time he was so heavily medicated that he couldn't really even read but he just he spent all that time just flat on his back and out of helpless boredom that's how it began anyway he started praying through his church directory. Anybody remember those days? Church directory. And he really enjoyed praying for the church members. And one day, near the end of his convalescence, he was praying and he told the Lord, he said, you know, it has been wonderful these prolonged times we spent together. It's too bad I don't have time to do, do this when I'm well. He said, God's answer came swift and blunt. He said, you have just as much time when you are well as when you're sick. It's the same 24 hours in either case. The trouble with you is that when you're well, you think you're in charge. When you're sick, you know you're not. Is he really Lord in your life? Is he really in charge? Do you trust him that much? With him. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's Christ's strength in us. We got to always be trusting him. He loves us. He's for us. How sweet it is when you trust him. Max Lucado tells a story about a little boy who builds a sandcastle on the beach. and He also brings in to the story, there's a man who's doing business, he's successful, he's wheeling and dealing, building his portfolio. One day, a big wave comes in, wipes it all out. The little boy takes his daddy's hand and he walks home. What about the businessman? You see, when you lose your job, when the stock market, you know, you got that retirement account. Oh, there goes, my, there goes my retirement account. What do you do? You take your daddy's hand. I'm trusting him. Just like that little boy. You don't have to worry. 
You don't have to stress. Crazy preacher, what are you talking about? I'm talking about trusting God. It's so sweet to get to that place where you just release it all and you trust him totally and completely. And I'm so glad I've learned to trust him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that thou art with me, will be with me till the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Amen. Let's pray together. Stand with me.